Morning and welcome to the horse's mouth. You're in the horse's mouth. My name is John T. Did I say, did I say good morning? I don't know. I, well, I don't. Good day. Good evening. Good midday. Good middle of the night. I don't know who or where or what is going on here. Who's listening to this? If anybody at all, if anybody's out there, I don't know. But anyway, I'm gonna um, carry on as if someone is listening. It's good day here. It's a good morning. It's a good morning. It's, oh my God, it is the simple things in life for me at the moment um, that I seek pleasure from. I sleep in. I got to sleep in this morning. I got up. I made an omelette. Uh, and <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, there was a little like slight dry hump of the chair that it was so good. You know what I mean? Like the, when you get it right, and it's just so good and you savor every mouthful. I've had, I've had one of those mornings, um, the simple things and yeah, I don't know. I like, I, I, I like cooking these days. Once upon a time, I obsessed over going out and eating out and having breakfast out and lunch, whatever. I liked eating out these days. I like a food I make. Um, I don't know what that is, but I, I feel like I'm constantly disappointed when I eat out. I've either paid too much for what I got. Um, or, or the quality just isn't there. I don't know. There's no love in the food and, uh, weird getting weird, but I'm so in love with my morning omelet now that I'm torn between, I I love my coffee and I'm now separating the coffee from the omelet because I want to experience both. I don't want to muddle the, the muddy, the water. You know what I mean? I just, I like to have my omelet. I'm getting old. That's all it is. I'm just getting old. I like to have my omelette and I like to have my coffee separate just so I can enjoy them both for what they are. Ah, shit. Yep. Um, you know, we've got bigger things going on in the world right now and I'm obsessing over omelettes and coffees. That's not a bad thing. Anyway, um, so today uh, you'll be listening to... Uh, look, I had the awesome opportunity of speaking to my brother Cameron and it's not like I don't speak to my brother Cameron all the time you know but it's really rare that we actually sit down stare each other face to face and just talk about you know some some old shit and some stuff that some there's so much that someone does even if you're close to them then you you know you just don't ever know everything and there's the nuances of a story and stuff that happened because obviously you know each other well because you're siblings but you don't know everything And so it was awesome to sit down and just, you know, climb into Cam's head and go on a journey and, uh, and, you know, just hear some stuff that I didn't, that I didn't know. It was awesome. And so I had a, it was a good fun. It was good fun. It was fun to have a chat with Cam. So, um, without waffling on too much more, I'm just going to say, I hope you enjoy the chat that I had with Cam. Um, yeah, I mean, I won't elaborate on it any, anymore. Just let you have an experience. And um, if you are listening, wherever you are listening, thank you for listening. All right, here we go. Ciao. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, um, Cam, my brother, 
John, my brother. <laughs> Tell me, what's your earliest memory ever? Um, I remember um, going to like a, a, a creche thing, like it was pre-kindergarten and all that sort of stuff. I remember mum walking me up the stairs to some creche thing in town opposite Pines Bakery. Oh, there was a hairdresser's there. I don't know what it was. But yeah, there, was, there used to be this old um, hairdresser's place and it was like the hairdressing place was up in the top area yeah. and then down to the left there was like a kid area that was like fenced off with toys and shit. Yeah, something like that. I don't have that much detail, but like that That's place the very really, first thing well, that you remember. Well, yeah. <laughs> Right now, off the top of my head, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the first thing I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just remember there was a hairdresser thing there. Yeah, I thought it was a crash, but and remember there was a fight in a car outside that joint one time. Oh, mate, come on! You don't remember that? Oh, no, <laughs> that's my first memory. Yeah, okay, like, fuck, I don't remember the fight out the front. Yeah, I just yeah. remember going there and and yeah, just hanging out there and mum taking me there and leaving you there. Well, that's a memory, isn't it? Like, yeah, even though it's not vivid. No, of course it's valid. Fuck yeah. 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 So, um, and when when you're growing up, what what stands out from? What stands out? What are the things that stand out to you? Oh. Um. What What do you mean? Like, well, I don't where? know. Like, when you think back, like, what stand? Anything stands out? Like moments in time, or um. Things that you used to love? Oh, no, I've got really good fond memories of the farm that we grew up on. Yeah. Like, that was good times. And so I, I go back there a bit in my mind sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you go and hang out in the bikes again. And, right, yeah. You know, that space and freedom that we had. Yeah. Hang out with the Whips brothers and, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What about the, that steep hill across the, ro- across the road? Yeah, yeah. You get good memories of that and bad memories. Okay, my guts are on that. You know, I looked it up. Um, Google Maps today to get the spelling of Embling and that road is on Google Maps and it's called Steep Road really yeah there you go that was a brutal hill yeah fucking steep yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and we used to ride the bikes down it Mm -hmm. never from the very top always like halfway you couldn't do it from the top it's death that was death I think I did do it from the top really by the end of it did Lockie stack too didn't he I think everyone had stack on that hill yeah Yeah. I, I don't know if I did <laughs> um, weren't going hard enough, mate. No, no. Um, yeah. So the farm, and when we were discussing, it was whether it was an hour into town or not on the bus. You don't think so? But you think it was more? No, no. It was less. It was less than an hour. Yeah. Mm. That fucking. It was an hour on the way home, over an hour, because we had to go around the back of the lake. Yeah. But before that, yeah, no, it was like half hour. And. Um, Maybe a bus a bit longer because it stops all the time. Do you, re- do you reckon growing up out there in the middle of nowhere has affected, like, you know, helped who you are today? Um, Changed who you are? No. Um, no. Not, not an appreciation for wide open spaces? Oh, yeah, I appreciate all that. Um, it's it. probably made me a bit more... Grounded, maybe I don't know. Country farm boy, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> what but, about like, but, but having to come up with your own fun? 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you gotta, well, you gotta, I don't know. I still no. watch too much TV these days and, you know, yeah. <laughs> it didn't really rub off on me, did it? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we're pretty glued to the box as kids. This is fucking straight oh, I thought we spent more time in the paddocks and stuff than we did. Yeah, United. we did, but I must remember... It was more of a treat, the TV. They yeah. were pretty on to us about watching too much TV and stuff like that, I think. Monkey Magic and Doctor Who. Mm, yeah, yeah, Monkey Magic. Rage, Saturday mornings, cartoons. Yeah, Rage, good memories of Rage. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um, and so then, then primary school... Anything stick stick out step stick out for you there? Um, oh, I got bullied towards the end of primary school, so there's a couple of bad memories there, I reckon. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, bullied by older people? No, no, guys in my year, they turned on me. I had Same it. as what happened to me. Yeah, pretty similar. <laughs> we must have done something. <laughs> yeah, no, I got. Well, I remember one guy. It was funny. I used to have a fight with him every year. From grade three, once a year we would fight every year, and this went on all the way up until year eight. So grade three, four, five, six, seven. You had punch-ons, full-on punch-on every year, once a year. Every year I kicked his ass. Every year I kicked this guy's ass, and every year we would fight again the next Why year. Why the fuck would he come I back? Know. I don't know. He's a nutter. He was a nutter, and he ended up, you know, being the captain of the All Blacks footy team, and he was he was a tough nut, and but. From year eight onwards, because he was quite the tough nut after that, he... He always ne- wanted to go to always, again. He went... F- no, 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 never. I always had respect then, because he was like, don't go near Tiki, you kick your ass. But he would have kicked my ass when we got a bit older, but he just thought, I scarred him. <laughs> every year, for all those years, I was beating him up. He was like, no, that guy's tough. So, it actually worked in my favour <laughs> later on. Because he told everyone in town I was tough, when that, I probably wasn't. That's fucking hilarious. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But, oh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Every year, he'd, 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 I could tell when we were going to fight because he bites his lip. He used to bite his bottom lip. And I'm like, oh, God, punches are coming. Because he'd always start it. He'd just start swinging at me. He's a nutter. What would you do to provoke him? No, I don't think we liked each other that much. <laughs> I don't know. It was like we moved in the same circles, so we're always probably there. We never liked each other. And then just once a year, it would kick off. Like, bang, it'd be on. He'd bite his lip and then start swinging wild After haymakers. school, like behind the... Sh- no, I rem- I've got vivid memories of like, you know, the first one that I had. I remember the very first one really clearly because I think it was the very first proper punch-on I ever had. Yeah, what, behind the bike shed? It was behind the bike shed, behind the, yeah, um, shelter sheds that were next to the basketball court. I ended up somehow got on top of him and just was wailing on him. <laughs> and um, At St. Joseph's? No, no, no. This was at um, Benalla East Primary School. Oh, the East. Yeah, oh, my God, I that's right. That's right, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I went to the East. Yeah, and then the last one was at high school, and I had him up against the bus. Against the bus? Yeah, I was wailing on him against the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. Yeah, crazy times. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't understand it, though, why he wanted to fight all the time. <laughs> He was a nutter. But you must have been pretty cheeky. Um, yeah, probably, but I don't know. If someone's kicking your ass every year, you don't go back and try and fight them every no, year, do you? No, like, fucking hell. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, he's determined. Yeah, he really Aaron, want, really Aaron, Aaron Blundell. <laughs> Ended up playing, yeah, did a year of football with him later on when we were a bit older. and Yeah, we'd say g'day if we came across each other in the street these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, that's good. That's good. So then East and what, then Benalla High School. Did a year at high school. This is where things started to get hectic for me. I did a year at high school and then um, went to Golden Valley Grammar in year eight. So I had to take an hour bus to Shepparton to go to the grammar school. Yeah. And then from grammar school, I went to Geelong Grammar yeah. in year nine yeah. and then got kicked out of Geelong. Hold on. So you, you went from high school where you had the last fight with Aaron and then against the bus. And then GV. Then Golden Valley Grammar, yep. For how long? Well, for one year. It was supposed to be until you know, and, I finished high school, but then mum and dad decided they want to send me to Geelong. But was that a good year at GV? Yeah, yeah, it was fine. No drama. No, any dramas? No. Oh, none that I remember, no. Yeah. Then, then away to boarding school. Then away to boarding school, but then got booted out of um, Timbertop. What for? I took a school Land Rover for a drive. <laughs> what do you mean, just took a school Land Rover for a drive? Well, I was 15, so I didn't have a licence, but because we grew up on the farm, I knew how to drive well. Yeah. And um, we were hiking on the six-day hike. Yeah. It was two days. Six-day hike. So at the end of the year, or you, you, you and your hike group, you yeah. know, you pick your own hike group and you plan a six days out in the bush. Yeah. And you go out and you hike for six days yeah. with no teachers. Yeah. But you have checkpoints where you got to check into the teachers and they also let you know where they're going to be. And night two, we were supposed to have no teachers there. That's what was planned, that we would have night two with no teachers. And there was a car there, a school Land Rover. So we popped one of the windows. <laughs> what with? Uh, no, it was like it was open. So we just slid. We cr- yeah, it was cracked. And we slid, slid it open. And then listen to the radio all day because you know they have radios and stuff like that up there. Listen to the tunes all day, and it got to dusk, and there was a spare key in the glove box, and I, I could drive manual, so I just took it for a spin. <laughs> <laughs> With anyone in it? No, I didn't let anyone in it. I was like, I'll just take it for a drive first and then come back and we can all take it in turn. Oh my God, why the fuck wouldn't you fill it with people? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember why. I just, I was going first. You can go second. And yeah, I was like, just took off, did a bit of a dirt, you know, burnout or whatever and took off down the road. And then I did a U-turn as I was coming back. Like if I had waited 30 more seconds, I would have been fine. I just would have been caught in the car and it would have been nothing. Yeah, I would have been, you know, I don't know, suspension or whatever because we broke into the car and listened to the radio all day. But I took off in it and literally as I took off down the road, these teachers came out of the bushes and they weren't waiting, watching. They were, they just, they just happened to, you know, they just hiked into the campsite and they weren't supposed to be there. And they waved apparently. They thought I was a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> they waved and said, hey. And I did a U-turn and on the way back, I had like the whole hike group was running up the road to me and I, was, I looked at their faces and I knew, oh, something's wrong here. And um, sure enough, when I pulled up next to them, like, dude, you're so gone. There's teachers back there. And what do you do? I mean, like, I'm not going to turn around and then drive off again. I just drove up to them. I drove right up to them. Felmer and Louise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I drove up, I drove right up to them. And um, I got out of the car and their faces just dropped. They thought, I still thought I was a teacher until I got out of the car. And they're like, what are you doing driving? And I was like, oh, took it for a spin. <laughs> yeah. Handcuffed? Uh, pretty much. So they all went on with the hike and then the teachers then took me back to school and suspended me. Oh I expelled me. Yeah. So they said I can finish the hike and not do the marathon or I can leave, take a seven-day suspension now 
and come back and do the marathon. And then they, they suggested I not go to cryo because you had a bit of a bad reputation there as well. So they were all over us. Oh, really? Yeah. They used me as leverage. Well, yeah, I think we, you're, we, they'd had trouble with you and then they've already got trouble with me. And it was, I think, suggested that I don't crack on at cryo. Which I was happy to go back to Golden Valley Grammar anyway. Yeah. Because I had mates there and so I just changed schools again. Back to back to <laughs> Golden Valley. Uh, three schools in three years. Uh, yeah, right. Fucking hell. That's hilarious. Anything else stick out from that year? Tim and Todd? Yeah. Oh, yeah, first started experimenting with girls, <laughs> I suppose you could say. You know, Experimenting with girls. Oh, well, you know, no, finally getting somewhere. Um, and... That was the sex scandal year too. Second base Stace. <laughs> Second base Stacey. Um, that was the sex scandal year. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Uh, was when uh, I think 22 kids at Timbertop got suspended and expelled in one hit. 22 yeah, people. Yeah, a bus. And, and so a bus left the school yeah. with kids on it. Because like, it was a brand new principal the year I got there and he hadn't dealt with this before and he waited till the third term to try and stamp out people running to you know um, girls going to guys units and guys going to girls units at night and so normally I think the principal would just expel someone first term or whatever and then people wouldn't go near each other and by third term it was rampant everyone's like yeah I'm seeing such and such tonight and you know everyone was doing it yeah 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 and um yeah and so then their big um Sting was to get, you know, like they busted a couple of people. Then they got everyone in that they knew as a couple into the office. And basically, I remember going in there and they said, Oh, we know. Like, you know what? And they told me they knew um, that I'd been somewhere or whatever. When I hadn't, um, well, they got the story wrong anyway. I had, but I hadn't done what they said. They were just trying to trap people into it. If you tell us, they were like, If you tell us now, then we'll we'll take it easy on you. So people people came out and said stuff. Oh, no, fucking. I know, and and got done. And they weren't lenient on them. That's the thing. They said, we'll be lenient on you. And they weren't. They expelled them and suspend them. Cheeky buggers. So you didn't get stung for that one, but you got stung. No, no, no. But it was, you know, I had a bunch of mates. Stevie Lancel got suspended, you know. Really? Being school captain, yep. Stevie Lancel. Part of the sex scandal. The sex scandal. It made the papers. Did it? What, the Mansfield? No, Harold Sun. Shut up. Because it was an assistant um, involved, an eighteen-year-old assistant who was in your year, redheaded uh, Maggie. No, um, you know, you'll know her name. I can't remember it off the top of my head. So hold on. So she was seeing a student. Yep, a year nine guy. That's um, so an eighteen-year-old girl was seeing a fifteen-year-old guy. That's fun. Uh, well, he was the man, wasn't he? Pretty much. <laughs> he was getting some. <laughs> yeah, he oh was practically God. a man. Pratty, he had like full chest hair and everything. He's like 15, he had <laughs> chest hair. Everyone was like, dude, he looked like a man. Yeah. So she wasn't going for some guy who didn't have any pubes or anything like that. But <laughs> but still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And then you you ran away from the Timbertop once? I, yep. I, uh, so... I think it was like second term, something like that. And I didn't get along with our housemaster mm. at all. And um, yeah, he was a bit of a hard ass. And he was like, you can't, I just wanted to call mum and dad. And they, he was like, 
you're not allowed to. Like, you're not going to. And I said, I will. And they said, you won't. And so I ran from Timber Top to Mary Jig and used the phone. How far is that? Oh, 6Ks. Oh, it's down this main road. No, it's probably more than that. What is it? Yeah, too? I reckon it'd be further than that. It's not that far, though. It's not? No. Oh, maybe 10K. What did it take you an hour? Oh, it took a while, yeah. It took a while. So I ran there. And what then did you say? Hi, Mum. Called them, and then I think they called the school, and the cool school came and got me. That was it. But it went down as if like I tried to escape or something Didn't like that. Didn't someone see you from the road? Someone... I don't know. No, maybe. Yeah. I was here that one of mum's friends saw you driving. She was driving and saw this kid in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh, that's Cam Teague. <laughs> um, no, I don't remember that part of the story. Mm. All right, so you left an impression there and then it was on to fucking Golden Valley Grammar. Golden Valley, yep, yep. And that, that was smooth sailing? Yeah, smooth as high school can be, I suppose. I had my ups and downs and... Um, yeah, I don't know, met a girlfriend, finished year 12, and that was high school for me, really. Played yeah. football. Yeah. Yeah. So then you got out of, okay, so there was no real hiccups there. Where did you go? What was first year out of school? Did you go, out, did you go to the States? Yeah, yeah straight after. Uh, so before I even had my VCE results, I was... Uh, um, I'd planned my trip to America and left in November, I think, December. Yeah. Um, and flew to Vail in Colorado and did a uh, ski season there. And you're just 18? Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I often think if I could relive one year, that would be the year because it was... Wind it back to... Wind, well, say, yeah, say, well, I wouldn't go back to 98 because 98 was school. So I'd go back to 99. So 99... You know, September... Party like it's 1999. Yeah, that's it. I did. It was great. Like, I literally saw in the new year in Vail and then stayed in Vail, finished Vail, went to um, LA with some friends, did a bit of a trip down to Mexico. Didn't you knock yourself out? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Snowboarding. Yeah, knocked myself out snowboarding. But that wasn't anything big. And And you had crashed into somebody else? Well, yeah, I broke that guy's pelvis. That was... Brutal. What happened there? Um, so I was coming off a s- ski lift and there's this one section that you go down and it's right before you go into the snowboard park and it's like big rollers and it's fast, like you go fast and it's right before a snowboard park and I came over one of the rollers and every roller normally I ollie and, and get big air and I just didn't on this one and I reckon if I did I probably would have killed this bloke so luckily I didn't, Ollie, I just sort of stayed grounded and I came over the roller and this guy was just standing there like stationary. And so at full tilt, I sort of leant back on my board. I could, didn't have time to turn or do anything. I leant back on my board and just hip and shouldered, got into the um, hip and shoulder position mm. and just hip and shouldered. But I got down low, so I hit him in the hip. Mm. So I, my arm went straight into his hip and he just went flying right through the air <laughs> right down the run and then i've never seen a grown man in more pain it was a little bit tra- traumatic yeah yeah so what happened he was then? writhing around in the ground like on the ground just staring at me like with these glazed eyes screaming and like i couldn't he was like don't touch me and just it was brutal 
how much pain this guy was in. And he, so then the ski... No right or wrong, but he was in the wrong. He was in the wrong. Well, yeah, he was in the wrong because it says on your lift ticket not to stand in blind spots and stuff like that. So the ski patrol came and set up everything and, and he got, you know, the, um, he got ferried off the mountain and then they had to airlift air him from... Um, they airlifted yeah, him? Yeah, chopped him from... Because he was snapped pelvis oh. in the middle. It was so they airlifted him from where you were from Vale down to Denver Hospital. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and but the skiing shock. I was really nervous, and um, you know what the Americans are like for suing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're not that much worse than here. Okay. But yeah, I know they've got the reputation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he uh, he was yeah. It was the first day or second day of his his two week holiday. <laughs> about that as well poor bugger yeah wonder what karma he had coming mm, he must have done something to somebody <laughs> um and the ski instructor said to me look mate yeah it's all right you're not you're not in fault here so i was yeah that was it it was an accident bloody hell yeah it was pretty heavy though yeah mm. never sent it did you send him to get well card or anything i called the family oh yeah. you did yeah i called the family and and apologized and they were pretty cool yeah. yeah, yeah, they were cool. So, fuck. Where was he from? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you went down to LA. Um, yeah, I'd made some good friends um, uh, while working there, and they were from LA, and so we sort of did a road trip with them. I split the fuel, and we went back to. I stayed at his place in LA, and then a couple of us went down um, Rosarito and down Baja. Um, surfing and camping for a week and and then we came back to um, LA and I flew home and then did a season at and Bula how was, Mex- how was Mexico? It was good it was all right being for an 18 year old yeah yeah. Who never travelled before what, did, what What was the highlights down there? I, I love the joint um, the fireworks I'd never just been able to buy them anywhere yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I went and bought these um but WD-40 things, I think they were WD-40 or whatever they were, they were MD-40s or whatever, they were like sticks of dynamite, little sticks of dynamite, like with the... Like what you threw in the shower that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looked like a dynamite stick and the wick comes out the side, side of it. Side, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the Hulks. Yeah, I don't know what the Hulks, I thought the Hulks were... Hulks. Oh, yeah, like a Hulk, but bigger. Yeah, yeah it was like a Hulk, but like bigger. Like a Diablo. And so I remember going into the shop and um, we were in a town called Rosarito, and it's like a town where there's nothing in the town except for these two massive, this one puppers and beer, I think it's called, and some big nightclub because there's some cruise ship that stops there. And, you know, all the kids come over the border, all the Americans the age between 18 and 21 who yeah. can't drink in America go to Mexico, obviously, to drink on the weekends. Yeah. This town was going off. Anyway, the next day I went into this firework shop and I was just blown away by the fireworks in there. And I remember the Mexican behind the counter was like, he goes, yeah, you want to blow some shit up? <laughs> <laughs> he just read me like a book. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he pulled out a big bag of these from behind the counter, a big bag of those um, dynamite sticks. I was like, I'll take them. <laughs> I'll take everything you got. What, what did you blow up? Um, I remember, because I wasn't a great surfer, I'm still not a great surfer, but the guys I was with could surf and I would... Well, we were camping on a cliff and they were surfing down in the water. And so I could see them down in the water and I was 
lighting up dynamite sticks while they were surfing and throwing them in the air. <laughs> and they were like going <laughs> off near the guys in the water like, shit. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Sucking cans on the beach throwing fucking dynamite. Mm. But I do remember, yeah. And that same trip. So we went, you could drive on the beach. We were so, you know, in this such a remote area in Mexico that we just got in the cars and we could drive down the beaches and everything like that. And me and one of the guys that I was with, we drove over the back of the beaches, over these sort of rocky cliffs and down into like a farming area. It was nothing but black plastic, you know, if that had been from you know, covering some some of the farming or something that had been going on. You know, they were growing something. They used plastic to cover, the, cover it up. And anyway, so we drove down to this sort of creek area and there was just this brand spanking Dodge Ram, white tinted windows and... Oh, that's exactly the same car that pushed me off the road. Not that one, but same make and model. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so the guy I was with, just his face, just he was white. And we just, he just did a massive U-turn and we got out of there. And, just, and I'm like, well, you know, I was oblivious to that sort of the danger in Mexico. And what's yeah. He's like, I don't know what that car was doing there, but we don't want to be near that nah, car. Like fuck. it was a brand spanking new car in the middle of nowhere. Where we were, it was just so abnormal that this car would be there down in this plastic. We were like, we're out of here. Yeah. And, and then he sort of explained to me a little bit later on about the cartels and stuff like that. Stuff I was just, you know, oblivious to. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you know, they don't really, oh, they might now, but they just for a long time, you know, how all um, you, people... I, kids aged between 18 and 21 and go down there and drink on the border towns that doesn't happen anymore because the violence got so bad yeah okay or Tijuana and stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Tijuana was already bad when back then in 98 but um and so we went past that to this other town called yeah, Rito and, yeah yeah but I can imagine it's, it's just got worse yeah yeah people stopped going for a while it's, uh, yeah it's so good down there though that was good that trip we did yeah yeah it was good <laughs> uh, yeah so then um all right so then back to la back to la and then back magic to mountain yeah yeah did six flags yeah <laughs> love that of course the gun turrets yeah and the superman and the joker and the rest of it yeah that yeah. was good um and then yeah left there and then went back to um melbourne and from melbourne did a season of mount buller working up there so we did back-to-back seasons yeah, yeah, yeah. i remember because yeah. i came and visited you yeah your rams came up and yeah go on pingers <laughs> i've got I had a few beers yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what your kids call them lots of beers lots of beers um that was bloody funny weekend actually mm, it was it was good i just remember being that dodgy nightclub and then i threw a snowball at that remember the, yeah I threw you nearly a, got in a fight I threw a snowball. You're constantly starting fights, John. No, but no, you, you meant to do it. You were just so loose as a drunk that you know you just don't. You're oblivious to the consequences. The, yeah, the hostility that you create around your looseness. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just you thought everyone was on your wavelength when people clearly aren't yeah. on your wavelength. You're on a different wavelength. I thought I was in a snowball fight with that lady, and I threw a snowball, hit her in the face, and she was just livid. I fucking live here. You think snowballs are funny, but I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember it, man. you got a better memory than me. Oh, I just remember because she's so mad because she hated snowballs. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. So then, Bula, good year? 
Yeah, that was great. Met a lot of good friends. Still friends with, you know, the people that I met up there. And what was the music you were listening to? At Buller. Yeah. Oh, the Verve. I've got into the Verve at Buller. Yeah. Listened to that a lot. Smoking a lot of weed. Yeah. Yeah. That was at the height of my marijuana usage. Really? What was your favourite way of consuming this? Bong. Bong. Yeah. We had this. Um, we had this porcelain cobra snake bong. Um, that we kept in our... Because I was in a um, room with three other dudes. Did it have eyes? Dudes. Like, I reckon I remember it from you when I visited. smoked out of it, yeah. It had a handle and a little weed. You know, you keep all the weed in the front of it. And so, you know, that had the bowl and the bong together. So you just pass that around. So you get the... Yeah. Pack no. your own bong. And um, we would... Because uh, we were at night um, where we worked and where we actually stayed was... Oh, half an hour through snow like we were at this outstation sort of miles from anywhere and um so all of our staff would sort of you know drink at the pubs and then walk back home together through some nights through blizzards um and some nights we'd go home early and just sit in they'd all come to our room and you know, half the staff of the avon restaurant and sit in our room just smoking cones and there were the only food you know you can imagine you know 10 12 stoners get really hungry and on the other side of this um hotel that we're in there was a vending machine it was a coke machine and there was a candy vending machine yeah, snacks yeah. and so you know somehow we'd get a game going on who would have to go and get you know especially if there was a blizzard on who would have to go and get all the munchy food oh my god yeah and one of the girls that used to be a regular hanging out in the room smoking cones would um her mum worked at Cabri or something like that. So she used to bring back boxes, and one of the boxes she had was Starburst. And I used to sell um, like these Starburst wraps. So I'd, I'd I'd get the Starburst and put them on the heater, all the different colours, and then flatten them and make like you know a ten rolled or ten or fifteen rolled Starburst into one, like a snake. And sell them to stoners in the room. Are you kidding? People would buy them. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Because it took ages to make one, but they're they amazing. You know, <laughs> once they were made, it was uh, awesome. Yeah. Starburst snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the ingenuity. Mm. And so, yeah. And sometimes, because we had ceiling to floor windows and we were in a half, um, sort of a half circle room, um, ceiling to floor all the way around. So you'd open the blinds up on a blizzard night, everyone would get stoned, turn the lights off and just look out down the run as the snow comes straight into the windows. Oh, did you feel like you're travelling through space? Yeah, especially if you put on the Warp Tool speech. song. Um, which one was that? You know, that... Zoot, zoot, that song. Um, Third Eye? No, no, no. No, it's just... It's not even music. It's oh, just, I know. It's the yeah, wind yeah, and yeah, the pulse. Yeah, yeah. It, sounds, it sounds like you're stuck in like an electrical Yeah, an electrical plant. storm. So you put that on. Yeah. Mm. Good times. It's eerie that one. You hear like the banging, the tin and shit in the background. Mm. Um, so left Buller Left Buller And um, Moved back to Melbourne um, Just worked at Chris's Bottle Shop for a while um, Actually went to um, Back to uni for a bit And did hospitality management And that was um, Not for me mm-hmm. Got out of that And did Labouring for a while so What were you doing? Who are you working for? Um, oh, how's this? I remember, I remember doing, um, so I was playing football at that point. I remember saying to someone, oh, I'm looking for some labouring work. And one of these guys, Scotty Rowan, 
he's like, yeah, I've got some labouring work for you, mate. I'll pick you up in the morning. <laughs> like labouring, yeah? So you say to someone, labouring work, you're thinking you're going to put the boots on, you're going to work site. Yeah. yeah. You push a broom around or pass someone some tools. And he picks me up in the morning. Didn't say anything. It's like, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And we get there. It's at a meat packing plant. <laughs> it's moving. I had to pull sheep carcasses off a off a um, truck and put them on hooks and throw them down into this cool room. Like it was, I st- like the f- I can still remember. We had to put these white, like it was so out of a movie. Like you get in white gumboots, a white sort of overalls, <laughs> a white hairnet, and you follow everyone through these like steam cleaning rooms, like. <laughs> go into these massive rooms and there's just like white people walking around everywhere you know all dressed in white just cutting up these sheep and there's like all conveyor belts going everywhere i was like what the fuck <laughs> is this <laughs> you know you, i'm like scotty rowan stitched me up how many how long did you do that oh, for? i think I, I stuck it out i did like a month and a half <laughs> maybe yeah and I because I did the first month and they I got promoted from um unloading the bodies to starting to cut so they just you'd give you a knife and like a leg would come down this conveyor belt and you'd have to cut this piece of meat off the leg and then sling the leg along and put your meat on the conveyor another conveyor belt like it was and that's all you did all day oh my until God. like you know the full buzzer goes up everyone's like <laughs> knives down yeah full going to the smoker shed just stinking of lamb oh and my god even through the i remember even through the overalls they gave you your shirt that you had on underneath just fucking stunk the fat from the sheep's body would go through the clothes and into your skin into your skin. it was brutal it was yeah i did it for about about a month and a half and then on the cutting floor yep on the cutting floor Met any nice people? Abattoir. Um, no, none that I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Left there and went into real estate, I think, after that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fling with real estate. Yeah, did had a fling. Dad dad got around me and was like, get into real estate. And um, and I did. I was good at it. Ran a colouring competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ran a colouring competition and... Um, I did pretty well. I think I was the second best salesman in the office for that year, but I just couldn't get there on time. <laughs> <laughs> what, 9am? Uh, yeah, oh, Saturdays was my real struggle. I was too busy. <laughs> that revolver. Yeah. <laughs> revolver nightclub. Yeah. I just never forget being out one night really late, and obviously it was a Friday or something, and uh, it was very late in the evening, and we were with, I remember Rams was there. And we were like, Cam, you got to go. You got to work in the morning. And you're like, I don't care. I'm not leaving you guys. We're like, just fuck off. You've got to work tomorrow. Just go. And you're like, I'm not fucking leaving. (laughs) Yeah, that was unfortunately. I think that was the demise, was it? Yeah, my letdown was just not being able to say, go to bed when I needed to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So, how old were you? um, What was I, 20? And 2021. And um, was that when you're driving the Honda? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Driving the Honda around and mm. yeah, that came to a horrible end. Yeah. The old Honda. Yeah. Good car. Great car. What happened to that again? Um, I had been drinking all night. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope this doesn't end up 
in some cop's lap, but <laughs> I think it's gone now. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I was drinking one night, and I, f- I had a friend who um, was the manager of the Vaucluse Hotel, and I was living in Kew at the time, and I. I don't know, I didn't catch a... I had the car there, so I thought I had the idiotic idea that I would sleep in the car until the morning and then drive home when I got up, you know. Because at night, you don't want to be driving around if you've had a few drinks because... No, it's it's illegal. (laughs) Yes, it's illegal. (laughs) And you stand out. When when I was that age, I did stupid things a lot. And um, and drink driving was one of them. Until, Until this incident, I really haven't done it much since this incident. But yeah, so basically, I fell asleep in the car park and that manager friend of mine was over at the pub over the road and he came out of the pub at like three in the morning and rapped on my window and woke me up and from that point i couldn't get back to sleep so i was like oh I'll just fuck it i'll just drive. i'm just gonna drive home so i drove and on the way home i went through maccas because i was hungry and i got breakfast menu bacon and egg muffins yeah two of them and unfortunately I'm a sucker for the tomato sauce on the bacon and egg McMuffin. How can you not be? Yeah. And it's not back back then. They didn't put it on for you. These days, you just ask for them to put the sauce on. They do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I was making, you say, I'll have a bacon and egg McMuffin with tomato sauce. They put the sauce on it. Oh. Whereas back then, they didn't. They just give you sauce sachets. Mm. And so I was driving down um, uh, Bridge Road. No, not Bridge. Um, Church, is it? And it turns into High Street. Um, no, no, it turns into Victoria Street and I was drunk and trying to put tomato sauce on my um, McMuffin and I turned the corner and I looked up and luckily, you know, I had no passengers and the streets were dead, but I looked up and I just drove straight into a street pole, <laughs> straight into it and put the... A light or a tele- telegram, which... Um, like a light pole. A light pole, yeah. not and a And bent pole. the light pole and put the <laughs> engine... In the passenger seat, pretty much. Oh fuck! Yeah, and um, and I just, you know, I, it's I still remember it so clearly. Uh, I stopped. There were yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, sort of gathered my thoughts, looked around. The streets were just dead. There was no one anywhere. It must have been loud. Yeah, and I got out of the car. I just still looked around. There was no one there, and I just made that decision to run. Did so you I'd, wipe the wheel or anything? Yeah, yeah, you did all that. I jimmied the lock. I had something, a screwdriver or something, and I pretended to jimmy the lock a little bit, and I ran. And from there, I was like, oh, so I wiped? No. Yeah, I wiped the stuff down, but there's no point. Why the fuck am I wiping it down? It's your car. The print's going to be all over it anyway. Anyway, so I left there, went to a friend's house. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, and woke him up and told him what happened, and then went to sleep at nine o'clock in the morning i got up and went to the cop shop and reported it stolen (laughs) yeah and um and then the sort of games began because it was like you know i'd once you give that statement you're like you're locked into the lie oh it's real it's real and you leave the scene of an accident one thing but i locked myself into it by lying to the cops you know saying it was stolen so from there um, they had gone round to my house and seen my housemate and he um, obviously said I wasn't around um, and then they started, they somehow got my number and then they were calling. The cops had called me and they said, look, you need to make your way to a police station at some point. We need to 
chat to you. The housemate said that you weren't there on the night. Yeah. So they questioned. Well, they've gone around to my house. Where's Cameron Teak? He's not here. What else is he supposed to fucking say? Oh, no, but like on the night of. No, well, not this is the next day. Yeah. But yeah, the night of they went around there. They, they went around there early morning, but I didn't go home. I went to a mate's house. Oh, because they'd came and found the car. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And the other thing was, I remember why, because I, I had a suspended license. I was on, I took the three points. I mean, the yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah. no demerit points. No demerit points. Yeah. No, no, I took the three months loss of license instead of the no demerit points. Oh. So you know how they offer you one year, no points. Yeah. So if you yeah, do, yeah, what, you, know, you get a point in the whole yeah. year, you lose your license for six months or you can just take it for three months straight up. Yeah. I took it for three months and drove in that three months. Yeah. And that, this incident happened in that three months. And yeah. That's why I was like, I can't get caught here. Yeah. Because I'm going to get the absolute book thrown at me. You yeah. know, drink driving, leaving, leaving the scene of an accident. Jail. Anyway, so no, I don't know about jail. Oh, but I would have gone bloody close. Um, anyway, so the next day, um, I got a friend to drop me at the cop shop. Went into the cop shop and they had the full good guy, bad guy. You know, um, they had one good cop, one bad cop. It was so funny. And um, they had me in the interview room and they basically said, "Look, mate, we don't believe you." You know, I said to them that I had, because um, they wanted to know how the car had got to the Vaucluse car park, because that's where I said it was stolen from, because I didn't have a license. And I said, my neighbor would, um, he drove it and he was going to lie for me. He was a good bloke. He's like, yeah, I'll tell him I did that. No drama. Because I got the story right before I went in there. Yeah. And so he had that base covered. So, and then from there, I was, you know, I said I went to the football drinking and they were like, look, you, all these stars are aligning, mate. You, you're at the football, you're in the area of your car, it was there, it's stolen from there, we've found it on the way to your house. You know, no real signs of break-in. We've got you. And I was like, I don't care if you think you've got me. I didn't do it. <laughs> like, and um, yeah, anyway, so they, they took down my whole statement and at the end of it, they were like, all right, mate, Here's your written statement. We need you to sign here. And they waited until I signed. And when I signed, that's when they go, oh, yeah. By the way, um, whoever was driving your car has just got, had gone through Macca's because it was fresh McDonald's in the car when we got there. And they said, so we're just going to go to Macca's and go through the videotapes and hopefully we'll be able to see who was driving your car. And I'm in my heart, I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm so cooked. You know, yeah. I'm caught. I was like, oh, that's it. I'm so done. And um, so as soon as we I left the interview room, I had my friend Charlesy come and pick me up again and we went to the, I was like, go straight to the Maccas. So we went straight to that Maccas and we were driving around looking um, for the cameras yeah. and there was only one camera and it was right up high. And I think my only saving grace must have been, I always wore a cap and my seat was right back. And there's just the angle, we had a look, the angle the camera's on, you'd never be able to get a clear shot of my head because I would have been leaning back in my seat with my head down. I would have been wasted, like, yeah, can I have a couple of sausage and egg McMuffins? And I think that's my only saving grace. Oh, yeah. So they And so they never got back to you after that? Well, no, they called me back, all right, oh. a couple of weeks later. I, they made me stew on it for a couple of weeks. And then they called me back and said, look, we can't identify the person that was driving your car. We're actually going to have to close the case. And I was like, right, now, this is another part. So they kept, the whole time in the interview room, they kept quizzing me about the insurance on the car. They kept saying, like, it's a nice car. Like, what? You, why is it not insured? Because I said it wasn't insured. Now, 
I, I knew that we might have insured it at Elders in Benalla, but I wasn't 100% sure. I thought that might have lapsed. Um, anyway, and that's how Dad found out what happened because Dad came to me later on and said, oh, by the way, um, I, think we, I think we had that car insured, which insured at Elders Benalla. And, um, and I was like, oh, no, don't worry. But, you know, and Dad's like, instantly Dad's like, what the fuck? You know, yeah, yeah. why would you not want insurance on your car? Because the cops kept asking me about the insurance because everything I'd done was more traffic, you know, it's minor. Like I've done leaving the scene of an accident, yeah. giving a false statement, drink driving, um, leaving the scene. Did I say leaving the mm. scene of an accident? Yeah. Um, you know, driving on a suspended license. It's all sort of... You know, but insurance fraud, that's a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. Now, if they wanted to investigate that whole incident properly, they probably needed to tick that one off and then the boss would have gone, right, spend some money on this case. Yeah. But everything other than that, they might have just said, oh, look, if you can't do it, forget about it and move on to another case. You know, that's what I think must have happened because I just kept saying, no, I didn't have insurance and I never claimed any insurance. Because if I had claimed, it would yeah, have been yeah, insurance yeah, fraud. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't up. do that and... Ended up telling dad, because he was all over me then about what happened, because he's like, why would you not want insurance on your car? And yeah, I completely. Like, well, that's not what I told you is not really what happened, and this is what happened. And But that was, man, that was, I reckon I lost about five kilos in two weeks then. I was stressed <laughs> out. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was a very stressful period of my life. All right, so then that capped off real estate. Um, I think that had happened after. I think I'd stopped real, I'd been fired by that point and yeah, pretty tumultuous <laughs> period in my year in my life really. Um, and then I yeah, went to landscape gardening. So you did that for a bit and then you got jack of the back breaking work. Yeah, and started a carpentry apprenticeship. Yeah. yeah. But hold on, didn't you, and then did you leave to go overseas? Um, yeah. During the apprenticeship or after? After. Oh, really? yep. So I finished the apprenticeship, then took off over to London. Oh, no, took off to South America. Yeah. Um, did sort of three and a half months with a really close mate of mine traveling through South America. Which then, countries? Um, <clears throat> uh, we did uh, Argentina, Brazil, Bolivia, Colombia, Peru. How was your Espanol? Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> there's you there's a famous, all my mates still quote, still have a laugh about the fact that I was such a bogan Aussie traveller, especially at the start. Like we were probably a month in, maybe a month. We'd been in, in South America for a month and I had just spent my whole time wasted on rack and booze. Yeah. And a month in, I turned to Nick and said, what's this ball? What's this poor Pavor shit anyway? <laughs> Oh my god! I know. He's like, dude, that's please. Oh my god, you haven't used that. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, that's what they're saying. All right, yeah, yeah, just a bogan. Yeah, pretty much. That is hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you start? Where did you fly into? Flew into Argentina. Yeah. Um, didn't have my. So it was quite funny because we, um. We flew in together and on the way in the plane, Nick always wore tight jeans and um, on the, like it's a big flight, so I think it's a 12 hour flight yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
So we're on the plane and I'm in Adidas three-stripe trackies. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm, this is like a fucking start of a movie. Yeah. And I'm all like comfortable and I'm giving him shit the whole way going, I can't believe you amateur hour wearing jeans on a 12-hour flight. And he's like, oh yeah, I know, I know, I know. Anyway, we get to Argentina and uh, they lost our bags. And so for the first couple of days, he's like, who's the chump now, motherfucker? I'm having to get around this awesome city Buenos Aires in fucking added as three stripes they say the most beautiful women in the world are from Buenos Aires Buenos Aires yeah yeah. and, and you're um, wearing your three stripes and I'm wearing my kicking around in my three stripes for days well, I until... bet you got Air Max 90s on with them yeah of course yeah, yeah that's all I used to run back then yeah so I looked like a full twat just sort of getting around Buenos Aires in added as three stripes for the first three days and but we didn't we didn't go out much for the first few days we were just chained in the mirror oh my god so yeah okay so argentina and then you got your bags got the bags um literally literally yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, pun intended and then went to uh brazil did some did a month in brazil and then brazil to um peru i think it was um, Peru was awesome. Like probably that heavy story I was going to tell you happened in Peru. That um, so I think by that stage we were a couple of months in and um, more seasoned, and you know we had a bit of a code with with each other in terms of like we'd make sure that we'd always not go through two nights. So if Nick went, you know, went walk about, went off on a party mission by himself, he'd always come back by the second night. So, you know, you go out on a bender and stay out all night and then all the next day, but make sure you get back before dark the next day just to check in with each other. Yeah. And um, oh, I remember coming back just that on... That poor guy, that he lost his lost it down in Brazil not that long ago and was partying with his mates and then got too loose, took off and... Yeah, I don't know, he had a... Like, did, you, did you hear about that? Yeah. No. He died. An Aussie? Yeah. Died doing what though? Well, I think he got tweaked out, um, you know, and then got a bit of one of those psychoses where you think everyone's after you a little bit and then took off running the streets. And uh, I don't exactly remember what happened, but he, yeah, he ran, 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 ran. And he might have gone into the ocean or I don't know what happened. He died though. On a, from, he flipped. Anyway, yeah, so you had to check in every two days. Um, Yeah, we checked in with each other and. Um, when we were in Peru at the time, staying in a city called Cusco, it was like, you know, it's, it's a famous city, Machu Picchu, basically, um, you know, not too far from there. So they, you do all your tourism out of this city called Cusco. And um, at the time, the all the farmers um, were at, you know, um, political war with the government over the fact that the government was selling, I believe, selling their land to foreigners because of the mining and stuff like that and so in protest they tried to shut down the tourism and to do that they'd block all the roads they literally would just the farmers were the farmers were there's an uprising there's an uprising and the farmers would just walk out into the roads and just create um rock blocks you know just piles of rocks in the middle of the road and buses couldn't go around them and if they tried to the farmers would you know all the neighbors were camped in these little block blockades and just not let the people pass 
and this was this had been happening i think we were there for a couple of weeks and we were like you know you we couldn't couldn't get in and out of the city um tourist wise and um Anyway, somehow we got on this tour, um, travel agent. It was like, oh, we, we know a way out. You know, we were ready to get out. And um, so the, the plan was, the secret plan was to, a bus was going to take us at midnight the, the next night um, to some town and then we were going to get to another town and then we'd be able to go on our way. And uh, we met... Um, we met these two girls that we'd previously done a bit of a uh, the Machu Picchu hike with and um sort of planned that how, they how was that just as a side note oh that was awesome mm. really good yeah hiked in it was you know, did some mountain biking went up and saw Machu Picchu which is an amazing amazing ruin did the aliens make it <laughs> no <laughs> highly unlikely yeah. um and then so you know we'd befriended them but we didn't really spend a lot of time with them at that point but they were when they heard we were going to do this, you know, night mission on the bus, they were like, yep, all right, cool, we'll do it. And so Nick had been out the night before. He did one of the benders. He'd gone right through. And then all the next day he still wasn't there. And finally he rocked up. I was like starting to get worried. It was like, mate, we've got to do this bus tonight. He's like, he hadn't slept. So we pack his bags. He puts his jeans on as he always does. And um, we go and meet the girls. And then we go to the bus this spot where the bus was going to pick us up. We get on the bus, a bunch of tourists we don't know, midnight, leave the city. So right. it's only tourists on this bus? Oh, yeah. Well, I couldn't see if there was any locals and I wasn't right. really interested. We were, I was, we were just a bit oblivious to what we were actually doing mm -hmm. and, um, and the, you know, oblivious to the political environment of the country around us and we were like yeah, yeah we'll be right you know this tourist guy's gonna get us from a to b we'll be fine we'll crack on with the rest of our trip and so midnight this bus just this bus driver just stops in the middle of these mountains pitch black opens the bus door and is like everyone out 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 and just kicks us off the bus and literally everyone's like this is it and he's like walk to town walk to the next town and we we're like oh okay and the guy said yep this is gonna happen you're going to have to get off the bus at some point and just walk to the next town and then you're good to go. He made it seem as if it was nothing. And this bus driver just took, takes off again because he's not... This guy was nervous because yeah, he's not allowed he, to be driving no, tourists. No, no, of course. And he knows yeah. the locals will get him more than they'll get us, you yeah. know? Anyway, so kicks us off the bus and we walk, start walking through the mountains on this road. And by that point, it's every man, man and dog for himself because... Um, you know, you don't know anyone. We we grabbed the girls. You know, they had wheelie bags. You know, we had backpacks, but they were like <laughs> dragging these wheelie bags oh, yeah, along yeah, these yeah. dirt and normal roads. Anyway, so we hiked through the mountains. I think it was midnight. We hiked and hiked and hiked, and we kept coming over. Like you're walking along the road, and then you'd have to just literally walk over these rock um, roadblocks. You know, and occasionally they'd have locals there. It'd be you know they yell things at you and whatever. You just keep walking. Four, four, four. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we finally at six, about six in the morning, got to the next town. Like, man, six hours we've been going through these mountains. Like, chafe. I had the worst chafe. You know, I wasn't prepared for hiking. And we get to this town, and the town was just dead. And we, as we're getting to the town, we come across uh, like a little town hall, which had dudes with um, berets on and machine guns. They were the only people we saw in that town. Like, 
we were like, what the fuck? They were military or they were No, rebels? no, they were like banditos or something. Yeah, okay, so... They weren't military. Uprising. Yep. And so we were like, right, we all felt really unsafe. We are like, all right, let's... We saw a truck. We are like, do we want to sleep on the back of this truck? <laughs> I thought you might have like, wanted to steal it. Like a, <laughs> <and> la- <laughs> like a landy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put all that behind me at this yeah, point. Okay. I've grown up. And um, so... From there, we were going to sleep on this truck and then some local lady came out and said, um, you know, she had a guy with a truck that would drive us to the next town. I don't know how, but there was someone that said something in Spanish because there was a couple of other people from the bus floating around and we managed to get on the back of this guy's truck and he drove along this riverbank um, for another two hours, I reckon, on a riverbank, like bumping and grinding. It was like hell. In the middle of the night still? No, it was like six or seven in the morning. It was, you know, sunrise. Yeah. But this went for ages. You know, ends up... Nick hadn't slept still. He he was doing it tough, man. He had not slept. So then he... This this truck thing stops. This guy opens the door and it was like a scene out of a movie. Like, you know, like we were being led to our desk. Like, was dragging people off. Because the two other tourists were like, we're not getting off. Take us to a town. Like, we're in the middle of nowhere. We're not getting off. <laughs> And this guy was dragging women off the... Because well, I was like, come on, let's get off. This guy's done it. He's done right by us already. Let's just get off his truck. Then people were standing in front of his truck. No, you can't leave us here. We're going to die. Like, we're in the middle of nowhere. And he just literally backed up. And What did you feel like? Oh, I didn't want him to go. But I was like, look, he's done... He's already put himself out there by driving. He just said, town, town, that way. And just pointing. And I'm like, we'll be right. We'll walk. That's what happened last time. Yeah, that's what happened last time. But... I'm still not going to stop this guy from going home and getting himself in trouble for taking tourists. Anyway, so then we got back on the road and we probably hiked for another two hours maybe, um, coming towards lunchtime and we could see a town, you know, in the distance and we sort of got a bit closer and there was little guys and tuk-tuk things and um, they started to ferry... Um, they'd, they'd come out of town and pick people up, take them into town. And so we managed to get on one of those and got into town. But as soon as we got near town, he dropped us off. Like no one wanted anything to do with us. Would he take money? Yeah, he took our money, of course. Yeah. And then, but when he dropped us off in town, he's like, it's really bad on the other side of town. He's like, don't walk straight out the normal road of town. You got to go across the river, walk through the paddocks and then come back across the river. So... We, we were getting on our way out to town. We could see why. There was huge gathering, you know, thousands of people and they were blocked. And all of the traffic you could see backed off um, at the other side of town. It was a line of traffic trying to get into town that would have gone for as far as the eye could see, kilometres and kilometres of cars lined up. And so we did a river crossing and we walked through paddocks and then walked past this blockade. Who were you with at this stage? Still with Nick and the two girls. Yeah, no one else. No one else. But you fucking lost everyone oh, else man. you started this with. This was lunchtime, so we've been going... Where the fuck did everyone else go? Uh, mate, who knows? It was every man and woman for himself. Like, oh my God, yeah, go on. And so then we had to do another river crossing. At this stage, we're up to our waist in water, carrying our bags over our heads, cro- doing another river crossing to get back across the river. How are the girls going with that? We, we, we got our stuff over and then went back for their stuff. So we really looked after them. We were trying to pick them up. So <laughs> we were doing the right, we were doing right by them. Yeah. And Nick still hasn't slept. Yeah. Nick still hadn't slept. And eventually we found a bus company with the same, it was the same bus company that was on our ticket. And he was like, yeah, he was like, right, I'm here with you guys. You know, I'm here to get you guys out of here. But this is one bus in a line of, you know, a hundred buses. Like it was fucking mental how long this traffic jam was 
anyway, so we waited on the bus for a couple of hours and then the bus driver's like, all right, we're going. We're going to get out of here. We're not, we're going to do a UE and we're going to just drive. And um, so we, look, apparently just, you know, stragglers from the original bus were starting to rock up and we probably got away with half the people from the original bus were there mm. and then we took off. Um, he's just done a huge U-bolt on the, in the middle of the road. As soon as he started the truck, as soon as he started the truck up, people started coming out of nowhere, like yelling at him, yelling at the bus driver, eh, 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 you know, I don't know what they were saying. Yeah, Paul Bavor, something like that. Alto, alto. Uh, alto, alto. Anyway, so, and they were blowing these whistles they had. Blowing these whistles. The bus has done a U-turn. Then they started throwing rocks at the bus. We were, and this, we're like going, just drive, man, just drive. <laughs> and this guy has pulled out, um, going back opposite the traffic jam as people are throwing bus, um, stones at the truck, at uh, the bus, sorry. We drove down this highway, you know, dodging other cars. People were trying to stand in the way. He just, bus driver just kept bulldozing. Like he didn't go over anyone, but was not stopping. We got to roadblocks. Instead of going over them, he went round the outside, like in the dirt around them while people threw rocks. Every rock block we came to, people would rock the bus. It was full on hectic. And then about, it was about half an hour to an hour of this sort of driving. And then we got into the clear and away we go. We made it to another town. And and then from there, we made it to a nice town on Lake Titicaca and, um, and stayed there. But when we got there, none of us had any money. We were stuck there for a week nearly until the bank opened on a Tuesday. We got there on like a Wednesday or something and it opened on the Tuesday. So we had to stay in this town at a hotel on ticket the hotel until um, the bank opened and we only had some cash that I had some cash to cover all four of us for the four or five days that we were there it was crazy man it was so hectic did you really you realize at the time that you were going through something hectic yeah yeah it's sort of because you're just rolling through it but every day you're like oh man it wasn't until we were in the clear after we'd been the bus had been rocked you know, on the way of getting stones yeah. thrown out on the way out. And when we got into the clear and we were like, just everyone was like looking at each other and what the fuck just happened? Like that was just, you know, a proper mission. I can't believe what we just went through, hiking all night, getting on the back of cars, getting river crossings, like two chicks we'd only just met. It was, yeah, it was crazy. It was really one of those crazy life stories that, that all went through things that work out all right with the girls yeah no it all worked out well it's yeah, funny yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that is funny that's a good one yeah yeah it was pretty hectic and so the girl did you feel life-threatened at all during it and no i wouldn't say i felt like in fear for my life but i was just in general fear obviously like, there was some people who felt that way they were crying oh lots of people um I just didn't feel, I just didn't, I don't know, my my read on every situation was, yeah, it's not great, but when I didn't feel ever in direct. It was scary walking through those mountains in dark. You're like, Fuck, what could happen here? You've got that underlying fear, mm. but I never felt directly threatened. Like, yeah. oh my God, I'm going about to die. Yeah, like they're going to march yeah, us yeah. off. And... I might get bashed, you know, with that, you know, because they were pretty aggressive. These people were aggressive about tourism and not moving around. They didn't want us moving around. That was their plan to stop the tourism, and here we are with our backpacks doing river crossings and getting on buses. They were happy. At, did you look it up at a later date, like what was going on? Um, well, I told how, you how it resolved. Oh no, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, but that was typical of the 
than headspace i was in yeah yeah you know, we left we yeah. flew i flew out of columbia to Next. amsterdam <laughs> you know yeah. i remember ringing mum and finally because i'd never called home enough and um i rang mum and in Colombia and I'm like oh mum I'm fine I'm about to fly out of Colombia and she's like where are you going I'm like Amsterdam <laughs> she's like oh my god Cam just look after yourself please <laughs> flying out of Colombia to, to Amsterdam. Amsterdam yeah oh my god yeah not known for their parting ways those two cities yeah how was Amsterdam fun um yeah it was I mean I went met you know another two of my best mates there so the, the crew got bigger and uh yeah it was just a big party it was all mashed for one for me really it was just a big party trip it was awesome mm. shit a bit different from life to today yeah yeah sobriety these days so always had that um in the back of my mind what uh that sobriety is how it would end for me Really? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Because when I was 18, I remember thinking at 18, oh man, I need to take a year off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like enthralled by people that didn't drink. I was like, what? I just, but. Yeah. No, I just, for me, I had, I had a voice that would, when I was really wasted, it used to pop up this little voice in my head and it'd be like, um, it would just sort of say to me, you know, you're going to end up not drinking. Like, you know that I just knew that I, the way that I drank and the, and partied was going to have to result in me not drinking at all, which was sort of sad because I loved it. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, let, I just kept going with it for as long as I could. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's sort of hard to explain. But I just sort uh, of the whole time it. I knew it was like oh, eventually I'm going to have to hang the boots up. And that's the only way I'm going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to be a controlled drinker like other people. I can't, you know. Yeah, fucking, yeah, I do. And I always knew that yeah. for some reason. And, you know, the plan was to come back from London and do that. And I, I struggled, you know, to finally stop. Yeah. Mm. Ten months. Eleven. Eleven. Coming up to twelve now. I'm on the countdown. I've only got three weeks to go to the big one year. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think I could do it, but it's done now. And now I don't feel like I'll go back. Awesome. Mm. And and so do you feel, I mean, you seem a lot more grounded. Yeah, oh, definitely, mate. There's no doubt. Life is easier. Yeah. <laughs> still battling some demons, but I've still got a lot of places I want to go in terms of with my recovery. Yeah. Um. But for right now, yeah, as you said, it's just not those highs and lows, man. Like, I used to put myself through the ringer emotionally. Yeah, yeah. And I've done damage in that department, you know. Yeah. Those constant up and downs has left me now that I'm sober with... It's nothing like it was, but, you know, I noticed the downs mm. and I'm like, whoa, you know, they stand out a lot more. Normally, you'd numb it out with alcohol or mm -hmm. drugs or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and now when I get down, I'm like, whoa, you know, it's... Got What's nowhere, going on here? Got nowhere to run, yeah. and you have to face your emotions a little bit more. And so I've got a lot more work to level myself out. Yeah. But I know I can get there. You know, I'll get there. It's awesome. Mm. It's awesome. It's awesome to see. Cheers, yeah, mate. Loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Cam, love your work. 
Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Mate, great chat. Cheers. All right, there it is. There's my chat with Cameron Teague. Um, good times, good times. Good, good to chat with uh, with Cam, the big dog. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, look, wherever you are, thanks for listening. I won't, uh, I won't keep your attention anymore. All I will say is, have a good one. Enjoy, enjoy whatever it is you're up to because fuck knows how much longer we've got left on this little marble in the middle of nowhere. Ugh, I love it. I love it. I love saying weird shit. But it's true. <laughs> it's true. What's going on? Anyway, I hope you have a great day. Smile, be nice, and um, get an omelette up, y'all. Yeah.